Good morning. Those are the uh, church bells of the Abbey of Gethsemane, a place very special to me. And they call the monks there to prayer. Around the world, millions of people are called to prayer by the ringing of such bells. And today's service on this New Year's Eve 2023, as we look to a new year starting, is a year, it's a, it's a service of prayer to end the year and to uh, uh, lead us into a new one. Well, good morning. Welcome to Worship at La Croix. My name is Ron Watts, one of the pastors, and uh, just want to say how glad we are that you are joining us here, that you're joining us online. Um, if you are new to La Croix, uh, you can find out all kinds of stuff, everything about uh, the happenings of our church and what's going on at the beginning of the year. Uh, in the guide, you can access the guide by the QR code in front of you, give you information about uh, classes, events, other things that uh, might interest you. You can always go out to the um, area that's marked new here and talk to somebody about what's going on at LaCroix. When we worship, we gather to, one of the things we do in worship is um, we get our body involved. So you're here. That's the start. Uh, we pray. We sing, we listen, um, and we give. And so one of the um, important parts of worship is giving, and your generosity is what has made LaCroix happen this year. So thank you for that. And if you uh, want to give today, you can do so in the boxes, uh, in the uh, way out today, or electronically, a number of different ways you can give, and however you do it. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. 
as we finish this year with this uh, prayer service today, we're beginning 21 days of prayer and fasting. It all starts a week from Monday, and we'll have some um, journals for you. We'll have some things to help you and process that. The last week, the the third week of 21 days of prayer and fasting, we'll have a 24-7 prayer room. A lot of things going on, gatherings on Tuesday nights starting a week from Tuesday. Uh, You can find out all of that information in the guide, Uh, but we're looking forward to giving this year to God through prayer. So right now, if you would, let's stand, and we're going to sing a song that says Jesus at the center. And it's uh, not just a song for us to sing, it's really a statement, and it's a, um, a declaration that we want Jesus to be at the center of our lives. Jesus 
Hear these words from the Psalms, Psalm of David, 131. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quieted myself. I'm like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. This is God's word. You may be seated. The psalmist says, I have stilled and calmed myself. Today, um, we're taking a very different approach to worship. If you're here for the first time, this is not a typical LaCroix kind of service. Uh, We are praying out the old year and praying in the new one. Our Methodist forebears would gather on New Year's Eve to have what they called watch night service. A watch night goes back to the words of Jesus when he told his disciples, watch and pray. And um, this is a a service built around prayer. And we'll have four movements um, using a real complicated acronym, okay? It's P-R-A-Y, pray. That's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be praying pause. Uh, rejoice, ask, and yield. But we begin with pause because we need to pause. We need to quiet ourselves, as the psalmist says. And the reality is we live fast. We live so quickly. We go through life with so much noise. We need time to still ourselves. Um, If we're going to walk deeply with God, We have to befriend silence because God will not shout above the noise in our lives. God speaks in the quiet whisper. And so we're going to do something that uh, can be a little unnerving for some, and that's silence. Uh, Normally, when you're at an event or something, let's have a moment of silence in 10 seconds, and you're fidgeting by the end of 10 seconds, okay? Well, I'm preparing you. This is a full two minutes. And my hope is that in this silence that you'll... Your soul will be quiet enough so that you can hear from God and that you can lean in to receive from him today. So let these words be our entrance into silence. Lord, as we enter prayer now, we pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter our scattered senses upon your presence.
Would you stand and sing this next song with us as we further invite God and his presence into this place? Glory. 
sing it to God. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become Good morning. My name is Daniel, one of the pastors on staff, and it's a privilege to be able to lead us in the next two letters of our acronym PRAY, R for Rejoice, A for Ask. We'll begin by reading Psalm 98, verses 1 through 4. To sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth burst into jubilant song with music. And in the prophet Isaiah, we read, You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, And instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. It has been said that no one stands underneath the northern lights and thinks, wow, I am incredible. Right? We just don't do that. When we get into creation, It can help us to remember that there's something far bigger than ourselves. My wife and I, when we first started dating, we loved going to the mountains. So the Rocky Mountains, that was our jam. We would love to sit at the base of a 14,000-foot mountain. And it would startle my soul to awe and adoration. Like there are times in my life where my soul's a little lethargic to the things of God. And so to stand out in creation can really get me in a good headspace. But as Christians, we don't worship 
the creation. We worship the creator. And so it's good for us as we enter prayer to know who is this God that we pray to. When the disciples came to Jesus and said, will you teach us to pray? He gave them some good advice. He said, begin, our Father who art in heaven. Now, for some of us, that word Father may make it hard for us to pray because maybe you've had an absent father, an abusive father, an angry father. But our Father in heaven is none of those things. He is kind. He is gentle. He is loving. He is for you and he is for me. And so we get to come and say, our Father. Jesus went on to say, hallowed be thy name. So to hallow the name of God is to make much of him, to lift his name up as high and exalt it. I find it helpful when I begin prayer to begin praying the attributes of God. Attributes are things that are true of God's character always and forever that are fixed, that'll never change. So I may start with God, you are good. God, you are merciful. God, you are loving. God, you are holy. So we're going to sing a song now about an attribute of God, holiness. And I pray that this would stir your soul into awe and adoration. Please stand and worship with me on this song. the life of every creature, the breath of all mankind, and you begin your promises are written in creation, everywhere I look, I see a plan, cause even the rocks cry out, so I'll cry Heaven and earth will sing, so I'll sing. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, you'll find me singing song of the ages, the one who was and is, is the come. There'll be no end of the song without beginning, the sound of saints and angels around the throne, join with their voices, cause even the rocks cry out.
guys can be seated. So Ron mentioned that this service is a little bit different than ones we normally do. Um, And so part of that is the sitting and the standing and the sitting. Well, many centuries ago, there was a man named Giovanni. Giovanni was a 25-year-old ex-soldier who gave all of his possessions away to the poor. And he lived a life of adoration There was a man, a wealthy lawyer living in the same town as Giovanni who heard about this and thought, what would possess someone to do such a thing? And so he invited Giovanni to his house, put him up in his guest room for the night. And as Giovanni is checking out for the evening, this lawyer peeps through a peephole, which is super creepy, by the way. But he wants to see what is Giovanni doing when before, you know, in the privacy of his room. And what he saw utterly transformed him. Giovanni, on his knees at the foot of his bed, tears streaming down his face as he cried out, my God and my all, my God and my all, my God and my all. This lawyer ended up giving all of his possessions away and joining Giovanni as his first disciple. A year later, there were 11 of them. Within a decade, there were over 5,000 people 
By 20 years, European history was realigned because of the teaching of Francis of Assisi, which is what we, who we know Giovanni as today. So as I guide us in this prayer time, I just thought it would be good for us to echo the words of Francis of Assisi as we stand in adoration of our God. And so right where you're at, you can do this in your heart, but I think it would be really sweet to do it with your lips out loud. You know, there are times when I come to worship, I'm not feeling worship, but then somebody just a row or two over from me, hands lifted high, singing at the top of their lungs, loud, like wonderfully out of key. And it just gets me going. I'm ready to go. And so let's just take just maybe 20 seconds and together, let's just cry out, my God and my all. Do this with me. My God and my all. My God and my all. My God and my all. Yes, God, you are worthy. You are holy, Jesus. We love you and we come today because you are the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And we lift your name up as high and holy. Jesus, we love you. Send your spirit upon us today, we pray in your name. Amen. So as we enter the third letter of our acronym, PRAY, we go to ASK. Hear these words from Scripture, Psalm 27, 1 through 4. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. We come today to gaze at the beauty of the Lord and to seek his face. James 4.2 says, you do not have because you do not ask God. So as we talk about ask, maybe it's important for us to remember we, we serve a good God who loves to give good gifts to his children so we can come to him with the big stuff, the small stuff. We can come to him with the, the perennial question, right? Can I pray for a parking space? And the answer is yes, you can, and you should. Because even if you don't get the parking space, the biggest win is really you get to talk to the creator of the universe. And that's an amazing thing to do. Or maybe in your life, you're dealing with something, a health scare, a financial crisis, something's going on in your world that's got you shaken up. God delights over you. He loves you. He's for you. And he wants to hear from you so you can ask God. That's called a prayer of petition when we ask on our behalf. And those are sweet prayers. There are also what's called prayer of intercession. A prayer of intercession, a prayer of intercession is when we ask on behalf of someone else. So maybe you know someone in your life who's struggling, who really needs God's presence, power, peace to show up in their life. We get to pray for them, battle for them in the spirit realm and it's a sweet way for us to love our neighbors. So we're going to sing another song now, and then I'm going to lead us in a bit of a prayer of intercession 
together. So why don't you stand and we'll sing.
guys remain standing for this next guided prayer. Mother Teresa has said, the greatest disease in the West today is being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for. The greatest disease in the West today is being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for. She goes on to say, we can cure physical diseases with medicine, but the only cure for loneliness, despair, and hopelessness is love. There are many in the world who are dying for a piece of bread, but there are many more dying for a little love. This month, I've been reminded of right here in our community, right here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, there are many, many people who feel unwanted, who feel unloved, who feel uncared for. Mother Teresa goes on to say, at the end of life, we will not be judged by how many diplomas we have received, how many money or how much money we have made, how many great things we have done. We will be judged by, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was naked and you clothed me. I was homeless and you took me in. Those are the words of our Savior. So just in this moment, can we just take a second to, to pray into the needs in our own community and maybe even right here in the room today? Let's start maybe by this. How is God leading you to bless the unwanted, the unloved, the uncared for? And I'm thinking this is very tangible. Like this may look like you doing a prayer walk around a neighborhood in our town that you wouldn't normally walk in. Maybe it's shopping at a different grocery store for a week and seeing who God might highlight for you. Perhaps it's visiting an elderly person in one of our care facilities in the region. Maybe it's visiting someone in prison. Perhaps God wants to have you join the team of Divorce Care Grief Share here at our church. Maybe Alpha. I don't know what it is for you, but I know that there is a real need in our town, in our church. Jesus, 
We pray on behalf of those who are unwanted, unloved, uncared for, and we lift your name up because you are the God who loves, you are the God who cares, you are the God who wants to be with your people. Father, make this real to us that we would be a church, the hands and feet of Jesus, and that we would go into a world that desperately needs your love. In your name we pray, amen. You guys can have a seat. Psalm 37, seven through nine says, surrender yourself to the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not be preoccupied with an evildoer who succeeds in his way when he carries out his schemes. Let go of anger and leave rage behind. Do not be preoccupied. It only leads to evil. Evildoers will be cut off from their inheritance, but those who wait for the Lord with hope will inherit the land. The psalmist says, surrender yourself to the Lord. Learning to pray means we learn to get comfortable with silence. We pause and we give God space. It means to rejoice and to celebrate and to give God praise for who he is. It, it also means to ask, ask for ourselves and to ask for others. But then there's this important kind of conclusion to all of this, and that's surrendering ourselves to the Lord, what we say, what we call yield, to give ourselves to God. Nobody demonstrated this better than in maybe the most famous prayer meeting in history. It was uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, among these ancient olive trees, that Jesus prayed intensely. So intensely, we're told, that his sweat from his forehead mingled with blood. There's actual medical condition you can have where you are under such stress, under such strain, that the little capillaries in your forehead can break and you'll sweat uh, blood and, uh, and tears. And he was. Uh, that's intense praying. And he was asking, let this cup pass for me. And of course, and there were the disciples, Peter, James, and John with them, and they were sleeping. What a prayer meeting, huh? Jesus praying with all this intensity, and they're sleeping. I can't tell you how many times I've fallen asleep, so I cannot point a finger at them as I fall asleep in prayer. But what Jesus modeled for us was yield. He asked, Father, let this pass from me. What was this cup? It was his destiny, this important task, this mission in front of him. Some have speculated, was it because he was, was afraid of dying on the cross? After all, it was a horrific way to die. No, not at all. Wasn't, we focus too much on the physical aspects of that. For our, on that dark day, he would become the sin bearer, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He would become sin for us. We cannot fathom. I cannot fathom. No theologian can adequately, adequately explain what happened on the cross and how he would experience distance from the Father for the first time in eternity. So he prays, God, take this from me. But God tells him no. And he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Supreme act of surrender. And it resulted in the salvation of the world. So, 
Where do you need to yield to God's will in your life, to God's purposes in your life? Maybe, here's kind of a counterintuitive thought, maybe you need to yield to the truth that you are loved by God. This thought occurred to me as I was preparing for the service a week or so ago that some Christians are so knotted up feeling they can never do enough for God, that they're always under the scrutiny of a demanding God and they never quite measure up and therefore they never feel loved. Friends, you are loved no matter what you do. You are loved by God for who you are. And if you are in Christ Jesus, you are a son or daughter of the living God. Maybe you just need to yield and say, okay, God, I receive your love. Or maybe the Holy Spirit when we prayed the Holy Spirit would fill this place, maybe the Holy Spirit has been nudging you to do something. Maybe it's a new ministry, new task, or maybe it's a new attitude. Maybe to let go of negativity and to embrace faith. Maybe it's, 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 a, it's a relationship that needs to be made whole or mended. What do you need to yield to today? I want to guide us, lead us in a little time of guided prayer to yield. So, Father, we come to you, not anywhere near the stress and strain that Jesus faced in the garden, but we come to you at the end of this year, looking to a new year. And we want to be yielded, surrendered fully to you. So maybe for some of you, it's, it's yielding to this truth that you are loved, would you, in your own heart, in your own ways, in your own words, in your heart, just say, God, I, 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 I receive your love? Would you say that? What is God calling you to do? There's a person you need to get right with. An attitude that needs to change. A behavior that needs to stop. A sin that needs to be repented of. Or a ministry that you need to say yes to. I don't know what it is for you, but right now, would you talk to God about that? Surrender? Father, thank you that in surrendering, we prevail. In obedience, we triumph. So thank you. Thank you that you speak to us. You speak to your children. Thank you, God. Amen. Now we're going we're gonna to turn to the Lord's table and commune further with God. But before we do, I want to invite us to pray this prayer that we, we say a lot around here. It's, it's centuries old. Different forms of this prayer have been prayed. And it's a prayer of confession. I, I don't think we, we confess enough our sin to God in worship today. And so this is an opportunity for us to do so. It'll be on the screens. And we'll pray this in 
unison, okay? Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So I want you to hear this. Listen. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Now, if you would so kindly, would you respond and say the same thing to me? I received that. Thank you. Forgiveness is even possible, only possible, by the shedding of blood, but not your blood. You don't have to shed any blood. It's because of what Christ has done. We remember that Jesus, was in, when he was with his disciples, took bread, broke it, gave it to them and said, take and eat. For this is my body, broken for you for the forgiveness of sins. After supper, he took the cup, blessed it, gave it to them and said, this is the cup of the new covenant, the new agreement, um, shed by my shed blood. When you drink of this cup, you remember his coming, you remember his grace, and you remember his forgiveness. Do this in remembrance of, of me, Jesus says. So as we come to the Lord's table today, it's an opportunity for communion. Communion is one thing we call this practice because it gives you an opportunity to commune with God. So come in a spirit of prayer. Come. Maybe the thing that impressed you most today is the need to pause and be still or rejoice that maybe that's your prayer. Ask or yield. Right now, I want to invite those who are going to serve us to go ahead and make your way uh, to the front to get the elements of bread and the chalice. And as they're making their way, I want to say a couple things. Uh, first off, we believe in open communion. You don't need to be a member of this church to participate. This table is open to all who have faith in Christ Jesus. It's also open to those who wish to have faith in Christ. This can be a first step for you as we end this year. What a wonderful thing to come to the Lord's table, maybe for the first time or for the first time in a long time. You're welcome. Uh, When you come, you'll tear a piece of bread off, dip it in the chalice, eat, and remember. And maybe you need to be prayed for today, and that's good and okay. We've got people at the various stations where you see candles. They are here to pray for you. So maybe after you go to one of the communion stations, you can head right for for one of those places and be prayed for. Whatever the case, you are welcome and invited to the Lord's table.
and mercy and all of a sudden I'm unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are now great your affections are for me and oh how we so, oh, how he loves us, how he loves us so.
never take it for granted, Lord. As our spiritual forebears would end the watch night service, it would conclude with a very special prayer. It's been passed down to us over the past couple hundred years. It's called the Wesley Covenant Prayer. Uh, besides the Lord's Prayer, it's, it's the prayer I've prayed the most. I love this prayer, and it's really one big surrender is what it is. And so um, we've done it many times over the years here, and I want to direct your attention to the screens and give us all an opportunity uh, to pray this if it is your desire to yield all of you are to all of you know of God, this is a beautiful way to do it through this prayer. Together we pray. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praised for you are criticized for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, O wonderful and holy God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours, so be it. And the covenant which I've made on earth let it also be made in heaven. Amen. Amen. As we enter a new year, I first want to say happy new year to each and every one of you. And let you know, next week we begin a new series called The Speed of God. And during the month of January, we just want to give you the permission to exhale, to slow down a little bit, and to hear some words from God that I think will give some perspective to our lives. That's beginning next Sunday. Um, and also, we begin 21 days of prayer and fasting a week from Monday. There'll be a lot more information coming about, out about that. And maybe you're wondering about fasting, and it's not something you've practiced, or maybe um, you'd like to learn more. We're going to have a class this Wednesday night. Some of us are teaching that I think are, is going to be a good primer on fasting. And so there's all the information about that is in your guide. We'd love to have you present for that. Well, after this benediction, we'll be on our way. Now may you go forth in the name of the one who loves you, in the name of the one who died for you, in the name of the one who is with you always. He has been with you through this year and will be with you in the new year ahead. 
May you go to uh, live out his grace. May you go to find him in silence, to rejoice, to ask, to ask boldly in his name and to yield everything, all that you are, to all that you know of him. Go now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're so glad you tuned in today. If you liked this video, don't forget to give it a thumbs up and share it with anyone you think could benefit. We're excited about all the content we have coming up and can't wait for you to see it. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss out. If you're curious about LaCroix or if you're looking to take the next step on your journey with Jesus, check out LaCroixChurch.org. We hope to see you again soon.